that review, like I said, it's gold. So it's going to come back to you tenfold over yeah. the next few years or what, 10 years even. Like yep. people are going to consistently see that. So that's an investment, right? Totally. Think of it as an investment. And so. then you can tweak some stuff on the SEO side too. Like reviews that have pictures rank higher on Google's system than reviews that don't. Grow your cleaning business. Make more money. Have more time. This is the Profit Cleaners Podcast with your hosts, Brandon Condry and Brandon Shane. Hey everybody, what is up? Welcome back to another episode of The Profit Cleaners. This is your host, Brandon Shane, and I am joined by my co-host... Brandon Condry, the Spreadsheet Ninja. The Spreadsheet Ninja. And we're in the house providing more fresh, amazing content for you guys. We're so happy to be here. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for your time. And today we have a really exciting episode for you guys. It's all about review getting and how to dominate your market with your first 100 reviews your first whatever, however many reviews, but I feel like 100 is a really good number to shoot for. And guys, stay tuned till the end because we're going to spill the beans on our own personal review strategy that we've kind of specialized and perfected into this awesome little process that we use to batch lots of reviews all at once. We do it pretty much every quarter. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how we launched our business with getting a bunch of reviews and launching right out of the gate and how much that helped us. So lots of cool stuff to jump into today. So without too much going into more, let's talk about some house cleaning real quick, Brandon. Yeah, so... As usual, we'd like you to subscribe and leave us a review. That way you kind of get notified when we got new episodes. If you have any questions, we're always open to getting questions from you. We love talking to our listeners and making sure that you're as well informed as you can be. So you can reach us at hello at profitcleaners.com. And we're still doing the masterclass and we'll keep doing that for the foreseeable future. But you can register for that at profitcleaners.com slash masterclass. But since we're always asking for a review, we thought it would be kind of fun to <laughs> read you a couple of reviews that you guys have left because you've actually been doing that. You've been leaving us some really awesome reviews and they're so much fun to read. We read every one of them yep. and we picked out a couple choice ones. So let's have the first one. Yeah. So uh, Mark Hayward, thank you, Mark. And you said on your review, where can I find out more about the episodes? And he says, I love it. Do you have a transcript or a summary of the episode? If so, where can I find it? And the answer... Mark, thank you uh, for doing that. The answer definitely is we have transcripts. We have show notes, guys, at the end of every episode. Just go to the profitcleaners.com, click on the episode, the most recent one, or whatever one you want to listen to. We've got the show notes, the whole transcript, everything we said, plus links, resources, whatever we talk about in the show. If you guys aren't getting those, make sure you go grab those. You can download a PDF of the transcript. You can grab a bunch of that stuff and hopefully it helps you out. Get so, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So, yeah. so the website's where that's at. And then you should have a little bit of snippet of notes on whatever podcasting app you're going to use in the episode description. But the yep. real good stuff is at Profit Cleaner Stock. That's right. Okay. Also, the next one's from Nicholas Lovanos. He said, nice. Each episode of Profit Cleaners guided me in my cleaning business. I'm absolutely a major fan of this podcast. Thank you, Nicholas. We're a fan of you and all of the other listeners as well. Absolutely. Thank you, Nick. And then one more from Gilbert Black. Thank you, Gilbert. He says, a new perspective to my business. Each episode of The Profit Cleaners gives me another viewpoint about my cleaning business that I could have never thought about. Brandon made this incredible and astounding. Profit Cleaners is my most loved podcast, and I am so grateful it exists. So so awesome to be someone's most loved podcast. Yeah. The question, Gilbert, is which Brandon were you talking about? There yeah. are two of us. I know. It's super confusing. You know, I don't know. Who are we? I mean, Just saying. <laughs> so let's launch into it, guys. We're going to let's cover some basics here first. So we'll talk about the importance of reviews. And I think 
Brandon Shane kind of has a different perspective on that, given that you ran so many online businesses with the marketing thing and reviews were do or die. You had to get them. Yeah, absolutely. And really, I mean, you think about it online, guys, like people have even less trust because they're not local. You could be anywhere in the world, right? So they really look at reviews, especially in the online world. But when we were selling things on Amazon, whether it was books or physical products, that was always kind of our goal is to get at least to 100 reviews. And so... You know, when that happens, you kind of, it's kind of this snowball effect. Like you kind of get to this point where there's enough social proof. That's what reviews are. They're social proof that prove to people they can trust you. They can work with you. They're going to have the similar experience that this person over here said. So it immediately is this major influencing factor in making a decision to work with you. So think about reviews. I like to think of them as pure gold. They're literally worth their weight in gold because they can drive your future business so, so effectively and so much faster and further because that is really what people want to know is, can I trust you to work with me? Come in my house, do all these things, right? So like I said, we used to launch our Amazon brands, get a hundred reviews, and then the products would just kind of take off after that. And I feel like with this business, it's very similar. And that was my goal in the beginning too, is let's get it to a hundred reviews as fast as possible. Now we're past that. Obviously things are really taking off, but I think that's a good goal everyone should shoot for, at least to start, right? Yeah. I mean, you need them. Like if you think, okay, I think I'm qualified as a millennial. I think you are too. Maybe mm-hmm. you're the next one, Gen Z or whatever they are. I'm I sure. was born in 85. So I think I'm in the 80 to whatever the gap is. But yeah. I'm so thinking. if we call ourselves millennials, you know, over the course of our lives, the internet became a big deal and then online reviews just went along with it. So mm-hmm. now I feel like I can't make any decision without looking at online reviews. Like we're in a new city. We're going to go look at some restaurants to go eat at. Which one are we going to pick? Let's look at the reviews. And when we got started and trying to do this, one of the things we did as part of our pre-market analysis before we pulled the trigger on putting money into it was let's go look at the competitors reviews in town. Yeah. And it was, I don't know, flabbergasting is a word I would use. Wide open. Yeah. Yeah. So there were companies that had been here for decades that had 10 or 20 reviews and they were bad reviews. Yeah. And And then there were companies that had over the last six months, it's 10 or 20 one-star reviews in a row. And the mm-hmm. owner didn't reply to anything. Just yeah. left that open for anybody to just be like, well, we're not going to go to that guy because clearly they don't care. Yeah. And worse yet, the owners of some of these companies we we're noticing were getting in like arguments with yeah. people in the reviews. And they were like combative. And they were like, no, you did this. And we actually did everything right. And it was like, wow, that is a yeah. really bad impression. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk um, a little bit more about that, I think, down the road too, for sure. But you mm-hmm. definitely don't want to fight with your customer. So like yeah. you can... To a degree, the customer is always right. Like, I definitely agree with that. But, you know, if your customer assaulted an employee or something (laughs) and then left a one-star review, then I feel like you can put a snarky reply up. But by and large, you don't want to do that. So we'll we'll cover the specifics of that. Yeah, and just keep in mind, like, even if it's not a review yet, everything you say to a customer on the phone or any interaction you have with them, just pretend like that interaction, whatever you say, is going to be published online. And if you think of it that way, you can kind of save yourself from a lot of problems. Um, even, you know, if you get emotional and something happens and you want to like be mad and angry, just take a seat for a second. Just cool off because what we often do, you want to reply to those negative reviews right away, but you want to do it in a way that's not combative, that's not antagonistic. You want to really, like you said, their customer's always right. And even if they're not technically right, you still, online, that's there Yeah, that's, you, that's you there just got to suck it up you know? and take it. Further down the road here, I'll tell you about the first time that I got a one-star review for us, What, <laughs> how that went for me. <laughs> yeah, and then Brandon, well, he wasn't able to get any more one-star reviews after that, but we'll tell you more about that. Yeah. That's funny. But yeah, guys, so really overall, it's really important, obviously, for social proof. It's important for rankings, even in Google and these places. Um, I'm not sure how Facebook is ranked, you know, your pages and stuff, but definitely Google, your maps pages. 
your different networks, whether you're on Nextdoor or Yelp or HomeAdvisor or whatever you're on to grow your business, reviews are what gets people to work with you. And it, sure. it also pushes you up in the search engines, especially in Google. The more reviews you have, not only are you going to show up higher because there's more content on your listing, more mm-hmm. reviews, more content, or, you know, but yeah, it's just going to be easier for people to find you and easier for people to trust you and work with you right away. So so that's a perfect segue into where should you focus on getting reviews? Yes. And the short answer I think is wherever you're getting customers. So if you started on Facebook as a really small operation and you still get most of your recommendations on Facebook, then focus on Facebook and getting a bunch of reviews there. If you're like us, when we first started, everything came through Google. So we focused on Google first. And then once you get that to whatever number you're looking at, we're focusing on 100. So you got your Google reviews to 100. Cool. Now you can shift gears to doing Mm -hmm. Facebook or Yelp or wherever it is that people are finding you the most. Focus Mm -hmm. on that one first and then branch out to the rest. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't mean you can't have a review or a profile on multiple networks at the same time. But we're just saying, guys, focus on the one or two that's getting you the most results. And then once you build those up, those are going to be your bread and butter for getting more customers in because that's, like you said, everyone's finding you on Google or the Facebook or whatever it is. Um, those are really the best platforms we've found. So yeah, that step, where to focus on getting them. And then you can always be exploring new channels, guys. Even if there's something we haven't mentioned here, experiment. Yeah. You know, See if you can find leads on a new channel that launched in your city or maybe there's some other thing that you want to experiment with. Just try it. Out. Especially if that channel's advertising. Like I remember when we first started, HomeAdvisor was kind of underground, I guess, for lack of a better word. Angie's List merged with HomeAdvisor and then mm-hmm. they started running all these TV ads. And so we had a decent HomeAdvisor rating, but if you want to focus more on that, then do it. Those platforms mm-hmm. are all built around reviews as well. And mm-hmm. so... That determines how you show up within those lead generators too. So mm-hmm. HomeAdvisor, Thumbtack, mm-hmm. all of them have reviews if you're a provider on there and you right. should focus on them. We actually ran into a problem because when people would leave a negative review on HomeAdvisor, it would get copied to Angie's List because uh-huh. it's the same company, but they wouldn't copy hmm. our reply. Do you that's remember right. having to deal with that? Yeah, I do remember. So we had to call them up and they were like, oh, yep, that's definitely a software bug. We'll figure out what to do about that. And I honestly don't know what happened with that in the end, but... Those are just kinds of the things. Mm -hmm. It just goes to show you that you need to stay on top of all those sources. Because if you get a one-star review in Yelp that people are all looking at, but you didn't see it come in, you still got to jump in there and deal with it, even if you don't get any customers from Yelp. You still got to make sure that you're publicly replying to those. Right, which is a huge thing that even like those one-star reviews or three-star, two-star, whatever, the lower reviews, if they go unnoticed, then people are actually going to read those first. People like to go immediately to your one-star reviews and they want to see what did you do wrong and how did you, did you reply at all? Did you like fight yeah. with them about it. And so that's kind of think of it like that's your, their first impression of you. At least be replying to those reviews, you know? And if you yeah. can do it in a great way that's like positive and like shows you have good customer service, that's really the way to do it. So we'll get more sure. into that. But yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to move into it right now. Like that's a great segue into the negative reviews and how do you deal with them? So I'll tell you my one-star review story, which is yeah. pretty funny. So right, let's hear it. We had hired Claudia, our office manager. She had been handling the phones. She was out, doctor's appointment or something. And uh-huh. I was like, well, I don't have anything to do. So I'm going to be a good office manager and do what Claudia does. <laughs> And so we had a customer's credit card. The uh-huh. Sorry, it was a check that bounced, actually. And so it showed up as we got a return fee. So like we had to pay 25 bucks because that check got bounced. Oh. So I called up that customer and said, hey, just giving you a call about this unpaid check. She was like, oh, sorry about that. We got broken into and robbed and they <laughs> stole the checkbook. So we had to cancel the account. I just forgot to give you the new one. And I didn't think I did anything bad. I was like, all right, well, no problem. I mean, just let me know how you want to take care of it. And mm-hmm mail one in or I can take a credit card. She's like, I'll mail you a check. And she hung up. I was like, all right, cool. And then she left a one-star review everywhere. Google, Yelp, Facebook. And it was that I was the most 
unempathetic person for their home invasion robbery thing. And the only reason I didn't treat it like a big deal is because she didn't treat it like a big deal. She hmm. set off the cuff. Right. We got robbed. I'm like, oh, that sucks. I'm really sorry. We got to get paid, though. So, <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, you posted a great reply to that online everywhere about how, you know, everyone has a bad day, I think. It was just <laughs> kind of being very personable about it. Like, there's no excuse. I mean, I, that was stupid. So, yeah, sorry. We, yeah, we still took responsibility for it. I think that's the biggest thing. Just take responsibility, even if it's your fault, even if. Like maybe you don't remember, but maybe there was like a tone in your voice and they thought it was like, they thought you were mad at them. Or It's hard to understand sometimes how these things happen. But a lot of times if people are having a bad day, they're having a bad day and everything's going wrong and it doesn't matter if you did it right or wrong, they're going to leave a bad review anyway. So, and then we did actually, um, we emailed her about apologies and everything. Mm -hmm. And then she actually went back and edited the review. So yes. her original text was up, but she put at the bottom like an update, <laughs> you know, the email, I feel bad about saying all this stuff, you know, but mm -hmm. whatever. So, you know, it showed mm -hmm. that you could actually see the progression as a potential customer. There was a negative review, our response, and then her edit. Yeah. That changed the customer's outlook, the right. potential customer that, okay, never mind. I mean, they talked to her about it. We didn't just leave it hanging out there. So there was right. that. Yeah, and that's, I think, honestly, what these customers just want to see. They're going to look at your negative reviews and just start. I wanted to say something real quick. If you're not getting any negative reviews, that you're probably not helping enough people. Totally. And, I, and I learned this, like, even in the online world. We would only start getting, go look at Apple, go look at Google, go look at any huge company. They might have 100,000 five-star reviews, but guaranteed they have 10,000 one-star reviews, too. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's always a factor that when you're going to be helping and making enough impact, have enough volume, you're going to eventually stumble across someone that's not going to like your thing. And don't take it personally. Just know, actually, that's a good sign. That's I told you the first time we got some of our negative oh, reviews, yeah. remember? I'm definitely the more anxious out of the two of us. And yeah. so I used to stress out about every single one of those negative reviews that we got. I'm like, oh, we're doing it wrong. Like, what are we doing it wrong? This is exactly what you said to me back then, like three <laughs> years ago. Like, if you're not getting a negative review, like you're not doing enough business. You're not touching mm -hmm. enough people. Like mm -hmm. there's a certain subset of the population that are just going to be pissed off in general. Right. And you can call and try and, mm -hmm. you know, throw everything that you can on them to deal with it, but they're still going to be pissed and right. that's it. So yep. that's what kind of helped me just not stress about that stuff anymore is that, yeah. yeah, I mean like for the one negative review that we got, we got 10 five stars. So exactly. it's just... It is what it is. Yeah. So just focus on getting back to those five stars. Really just think about how your other future customers are going to see that review. And as long as you're replying with something positive, like taking responsibility and, you know, making them feel like you're totally there to help and serve them and yeah. do whatever you can do to be a, you know, a great customer service person or whatever. I mean, totally. For, uh, from a practical standpoint as a cleaning company, like our go-to is usually just like, we're going to re-clean your house. And so mm -hmm. we have systems in place. We send out surveys to customers, you know, from our CRM, how did you like your last clean? And so normally we're heading off reviews before they become a problem. Like we're very open to receiving negative mm -hmm. feedback directly from the customer. So if the customer right. calls and says, what'd you guys do? You broke my blinds. You didn't do this. You didn't do that, whatever. You're like, right. we're so sorry. Can we come out tomorrow and re-clean the entire house for free? Right. That's enough to head off a one-star review 99% sure. of the time. Right. Occasionally you'll get a customer who's maybe like, I don't know, non-confrontational. They don't actually don't want to call and complain, to, but they feel comfortable leaving a review online instead, which is maybe right. a bit paradoxical. But we have gotten customers that left the review before telling us there was even a problem. Like, I can't mm -hmm. fix what I don't know about. Right. So instead, you reply to the review, hey, I'm so sorry. I wish you would have brought this to our attention. We would have been out there to fix it the same day because we had room after the schedule, whatever it is. But like, listen, we're going to reach out. The office has already reached out. Mm -hmm. We'd like to come back and re-clean it for free. And right. oftentimes those customers will go back and edit the review. They'll change it from a one star to a five star. Like, yeah. and actually it's great. They came out and fixed it. It was just a fluke. It's not like the company is this bad all the time. You know, right. like everyone has a bad day. So there's lots of ways 
ways to deal with that, but the top customer service is just the way to do it. Like, yeah. did you lose the profit on that job because you went back out to reclean it for free? Yeah, you totally took a loss on that. Right. But did you change that one-star review to a five? Right. Man, that's like worth thousands of dollars on its own. Yeah, and I think we've discussed it before, but if you can turn like your, sometimes your biggest problem customers that complain the loudest will also be your loudest megaphone if you can like turn that situation around and they will like become your biggest fan and tell everyone that too instead of just leaving them there like to like, complain about the one star thing that happened to them turn them around and like like you said go reclean the house go do something that turns that situation around that they can't even believe it and they're like wow this company really goes above and beyond and now i want to go tell all my friends about that because i can't believe they did that you know yep. and that's really what you're trying to shoot for to turn it around and reply immediately but also do whatever you can to turn it around oh man i, I have um, another example of that too so Early on, we had broken a kid's art thing that the mm -hmm. daughter had made, and the customer mm -hmm. was really upset. And so what we had offered was, we'll give you the clean for free. We did that anyway, but she was still mad. And I was like, look, there's this place in town where you book a spot, and you go in with your kid, and you like paint this piece of pottery, and then they fire it in a kiln. And I was like, what if we just pay for you to go and make a new memory? In the end, she wasn't interested in that anyway. She was just <laughs> one of those people that was going to be super pissed off. But that right. kind of thinking outside of the box, like, right. we'll pay for you to just recreate the thingy that we broke. We're really, really mm -hmm. sorry. Um, that type of stuff is what the franchise companies are not going to do. The franchise company is mm -hmm. going to be like, here's a 10% discount off your next one. Sorry. Yeah. And they're the ones that have all the one-star reviews. Yeah, exactly. And even if you can do things to kind of like counteract that this from even happening. So like one of the things that we do is if we do break something, which happens from time to time, we're human beings, we make mistakes, right? But if we do break something, we have a little leave behind note that we say, hey, sorry, yeah. we broke something. And we're just like super upfront and honest with people. And, oh, yeah, it's you know, twofold. So like we broke it. If it's small, the little broken thing is on top of the note. We're sorry mm -hmm. we broke this. The office will call you. But really what's normally happened is that the office is already actually called and left a message. So mm -hmm. by the time that the customer gets home, they already know that we broke something because we left them a voicemail. Then they right. get home and see that it was like a salt shaker. Mm -hmm. Most of the time they're like, ah, it's no big deal. We've had that thing for years. No one cares. Right. And sometimes it's a really big deal. And then you go above and beyond to replace it. Or right. our mentor in Denver, Corby, told me that he had hired an artist one time to make a lamp that was broken that this customer had gotten from Italy or something. And wow. so it was a glass blown lamp and he hired a local glass blower to try and copy it as best as possible from pictures. That to me is like way over the top. And that totally. customer is going to go leave a review like, you guys, this is crazy. They broke a lamp that <laughs> I paid 20 bucks for on vacation 10 years ago and then they recreated it with a local artist. It's insane for probably way more money than that. But that type yeah. of customer service is what will mitigate those reviews. Right. People almost can't believe that you're even telling them this kind of stuff. And another one I remember Corby telling us that I couldn't believe from the beginning was they had flooded a whole house of like brand new wood floors and it wasn't even them it was like some other contractors came in while they were cleaning and they like left some knob undone or some valve i remember that yeah and, and the flooring got all yeah it was like an inch of water on the floor when the owners came home and they blamed the cleaning company and they blamed corby's company and he took ownership of it and he paid for it and i don't know how he did it to this day i'm like i mean we have insurance and stuff for that and we've replaced like a bunch of things before in houses and, sure but yeah man it's it's all about going the extra mile so people are just like wowed and, yeah. and they can't believe it so the yeah the antithesis of that is that if you see the reviews where they it's a one-star review like you got water all over my floors and then got damaged the bad cleaning company owner is going to go in there and be like well 
it was dry when we left, so yeah. it must have been your fault, right. or like your plumbing has a leak or something. And realistically, like, I mean, that may have not been your fault. Like, it may have been the plumbing, but right. because they've already mentally associated, they went to you with the blame. They've already mentally associated that you were the one yeah. that screwed it up. The negativity is already attached to you. So the best thing you can do in that situation is to try and bail out of that so that you can win that customer back to turn them into the cheerleader. So that's how you do it. Yeah, exactly. And we do have like a 100% guarantee or if we break something, we'll replace it. Of course. It doesn't happen that often. But man, people love it when we're there to, by their side and we're not blaming them and saying, oh, it's all your fault. We're taking the responsibility. People love yeah. that. That goes on for many, many, you know, they'll tell other people about that. It grows your business. For yeah. Sure. So I so. think you guys got the message on the negative reviews and the customer service. Mm -hmm. Customer service is amazing. Yep. That's what saves it. Right. Occasionally, you'll get a customer who says crazy things. Like we had a customer who made multiple yes. new Google accounts multiple yeah. to <laughs> tell them that we were leaving their doors unlocked or that we let their pets out and their false information. She was mad that we fired her because she was kind of not willing to adjust to a schedule change that we made. So we just said, we think it's better if we just go separate ways. And she was like, thanks, great. And then left 10 one-star yeah. reviews. So <laughs> what you do in that case is you actually report those reviews mm -hmm. to Google. They have a system for saying that like, this isn't true. This didn't happen. And Mm -hmm. You know, Google's going to work the algorithm on the back end, but they know that it was 10 different reviews within a five-minute span, all from the same IP address. Right. So that's probably highly suspect on their end, so they'll just clear them out. And yeah. the same thing might happen if you are disrupting your market and you're upsetting a competitor. They may also go leave a bunch of one-star reviews. And yeah. so there's a button within Google to report a review as like, this isn't a customer of ours. Or right. they're talking about a separate business. Like maybe we're in Albuquerque. There's a mountain range called the Sandias. There's a bunch of companies that have... Sandia in the name. So sometimes we get a review for something that is like not a cleaning company. They're mm -hmm. an oil change place or whatever. Right. And so you just report those to Google and then Google will just come in and take them off. And right. all the major social platforms have some mechanism to report reviews. Right. Absolutely. And so I think that's a good way to go with that one. And also we actually were wondering on that one if we should like contact our attorney at one point because she was really going like she was, I think it was five or six reviews. We contacted an attorney. We were like, can, should, can we send a cease and desist? Yeah, something. Yeah. Something to stop this craziness. And he ended up saying, don't poke the bear right or what, what yeah, just leave it alone see if it goes away like if yeah. it keeps going you can do it because she was another business owner and you know my lizard brain was like well let's go leave a bunch of one-star reviews on her business right. but that's not gonna solve anybody's problem it's just gonna add fuel to the fire yeah don't fight fire with fire basically and like yeah that's the other thing is like the flip side of this is uh yeah don't go back to those people or those other businesses and like slander them and go and do the same thing back you know it's just be a downward spiral of negativity and whatever else comes from that so yeah so before we get to the part where we're going to tell you what the strategy is for reviews, I kind of already talked about it, but like the little, the little bonus tidbit is that we gave you that we had looked at our competitors' reviews before we started, but you as a cleaning company owner should continually read your competitors' reviews. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, put some time in your calendar, once a month, once a quarter, whatever you feel like is appropriate, and go read your biggest competitors' reviews. Look at the three stars and below. Mm -hmm. How recently were they left? I check competitor reviews all the time and just sort by new. Who left these when? And so like right. you can see when people do pushes to like build up the numbers. But yep. you want to do the opposite of whatever they're doing in there. So if they've got one-star reviews, oh man, I remember we had a customer call in. It, it was out of state. They were trying to get cleaning services for their parent who was elderly and lived here. Mm -hmm. Like, oh man, we used this company. They were terrible. And they gave me the name. And I was like, well, I'm going to go look them up. Let's see what they were terrible about. Mm -hmm. And literally every single review in the last three months was one star. And they all had the same thing. I canceled service. He kept charging my credit card. That happened over and over and over again. And so wow. clearly that guy was either an idiot because he didn't know how to take 
the banking stuff out of the system or he was being malicious and he was continually charging the credit card. Mm-hmm. That is a super quick way to get shut down for fraud, right. get charged with crimes. You're dealing with chargebacks all the time from the banks. Mm-hmm. So anyone who looked up that company name, because he was still sending out adverts and stuff. And so like these people mm-hmm. had just seen it on a postcard or whatever. And so they did it that way. But if you'd gone to look at the reviews, like, man, there's a bunch of consistent complaints. And so mm-hmm. like your lesson as an owner is like, yo, if someone ever cancels, I have got to make sure that I delete the credit card out of the system like that day so they don't accidentally get charged the next time because they will Mm -hmm. be pissed yeah absolutely and this goes back to even when we used to develop like mobile apps and stuff and this is exactly what we would do we would read all the negative reviews we want to make an app like this we'd read all the negative reviews and we would be like everybody loves this about it but they hate this this and this so we're going to make an app that does everything they love plus the things that they hated about it we're going to do those things better and so that's the same thing every negative review your competitors have is an opportunity for you to take that and do it better in your company. So if everyone's complaining about the billing, do billing way better. If everyone's complaining over here about them not showing up the right way or spilling oil on their driveways or whatever the problem is, just don't do that. Do it better. Do it you know, way different. And immediately you're going to stand out. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, so that's easy. That's just a good way to continually improve and you don't even have to do it. You just have to go read how your competitors screwed up and then make that change in your business and you'll do better as well. Yeah. So let's dive into what's our review strategy. How do we get so many reviews so quickly? Should we start with that one or should we tell them how we launched the business with the reviews? Either one. Let's start at the beginning. Let's talk about how we launched it in the beginning and how we yeah. got reviews when you were brand spanking new. That yeah. one's hard to do as a new company. So yeah, when you're very first starting out, like we said, we looked at the reviews. There's hardly any, even companies that had been around for a long time. So we kind of, basically you want to set the foundation, right? Right from the get go. So what we did was we, we know we're going to launch on this date, mm-hmm. right? We don't have any reviews. Nobody knows who we are. If we go do a thousand door hangers tomorrow, they're going to go look us up and be like, well, who they have are, zero reviews. Who are these guys? Oh, yeah. I'm not going to work with them. Right. So we contacted friends, family, teachers. We knew neighbors. We knew, right? Like yep. people that we knew. Anyone that we knew there's a neighborhood. Like if you put your head and your spouse's head, your significant other's head all together and a couple friends, the average person knows eight people. They have eight really good friends. Mm-hmm. So between the three or four people that you could talk to, that's 32 people. There you go. So if you can go out, find those houses, those cleans in the beginning serve two purposes. One, they were training runs. We're doing mm-hmm. them for free. We're going to clean your house. We're going to be in there observing them cleaning to make sure that yeah. we correct whatever mistakes that we see happening. Right. And two, they were kind enough to leave us a review in exchange. In exchange, yeah. And so that was great. That's how we got. And when we actually took paying customers, we had like... 15, 20, I don't remember the numbers, but we had Mm -hmm. more than a dozen of five-star reviews. And it's because we hustled to get those with intention. There was a strategy to do that. Right. And there's this reciprocity that comes with that. When you do something and offer value to somebody for free, even like we're doing, here, we're going to clean your house for free. They almost feel compelled, not just that they know you, but they feel compelled to return the favor. And that's just a human nature type thing, right? We just want to help each other out. And so a lot of times, even those people that know you, they'll actually go out of their way to, to like tell a little story or write an even better review. So yeah, we started right out of the gate with, I want to say five or 10 reviews on day yeah. one that people went and looked us up, even though we were brand spanking new, like they were like, wow, these guys are already kicking butt and doing good and I want to work with them and yep yeah so if you're brand new do that start there if you've been in business but you don't have any reviews pick your five customers that you know love you and just tell them like listen we really need these this will really help us out can you just please do it and then make it easy for them send them a link like 
here's the link to my Google listing or here's the link mm-hmm. to my Facebook listing. Just click the leave a review. Right. I remember in the beginning when we had set up, we're going to talk about the web page funnel thing in a minute here, but we had recorded a video on how mm-hmm. to leave a review and mm-hmm. like you could watch it. Like when you went to the page that showed you how to do it, it was like, this is what you do. And that mm-hmm. was for the truly sort of like tech ignorant people. Like th- right. this will really help. Can you put it in here? Yeah. So it's just like be aggressive in the beginning to immediately have that impact, immediately have those reviews. Cause even like right out of the gate, man, we were already surpassing like people had been around for years because they right. still had two reviews you know yeah. and they weren't even so it's just so, a great so way to start so out that's the launch strategy but yep. what we do now, mm-hmm, now we're a fully fledged business we've got multiple teams and hundreds of customers how do we still push the reviews mm-hmm. you could get complacent and do nothing and you see competitors if you go sort by new they haven't had a review in 18 months that's yeah. not good either so what we do instead is with the teams once a quarter we will set up a derby, a rally, a push, like whatever <laughs> right. you want to call it. But we're going to pay the teams to mm-hmm. get reviews. So, all right, our goal is we want to get 50 reviews over the next week. And so we make a little printout that the teams get to take with them. So the teams are all aware, like this is what mm-hmm. we're doing. We're doing a review push. This is also kind of, you give it like a nice bonus here is that the teams actually try a lot harder when they're knowing that this is going to be on the internet. So like you do see mm-hmm. them push a little bit more, like they're already high level cleaners, obviously, but they're going right. to go like super duper great on these. So they go out, they clean. If the homeowner's there, we try to push them to actually like say, hey, we're doing a review push. We'd really like it if you left us this thing. And you hand them the card. And on the card, mm-hmm. there's a short URL. And you want it to go to your website. You want it to go to sandiagreenclean.com slash review. And what you do with that web page from there is up to you. But if you're focusing on Google, then you just put the link that goes to Google. Mm-hmm. If you just tell them leave a review, they're like, great. Where am I going to do that? Like, they don't know where to go because there's 100 yeah, sites. Right. But if you say, go to this webpage, it'll tell you what we need. Mm-hmm. And so you do, we're going to push Google this month. Fine. Next quarter, leave the review on Facebook. Right. Next quarter, like, we're going to do the reviews on Yelp this time. Yeah. So you can kind of dictate what's on that page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can literally just go on, if you're focusing on Google, just go under your Google Maps profile listing thing and just click on, there's a little thing that you can share that. You can use that link, the share link to that. And that's what you can share out and just tell people, go to this thing, which is our business profile on Google or whatever it is. And that's where you do it. Just direct them, but tell them what to do. Like specifically do this, you know, give us an honest review. You don't have to tell them, give us five stars, but just, you know, let them decide obviously. And if they've had a good experience, they're going to do that. They're yeah. going to give you a great review. I think so. our page actually says, leave us an honest review. It yeah. doesn't say leave us a five star. It actually says, leave us an honest review. So there's two sort of twists to this. One, we incentivize the reviews with the team. So we tell them like for every five star review you get over this month up to 20 or whatever, we're going to add five bucks on your bonus. Right. And yeah. for anything that you get above, any bonuses between 20 and 30, you get $10 a bonus, but you got to cap it somewhere because yeah. we did have an employee yeah. who came from a competitor who said, we're going to pay you $25 for every review you get, every five-star review. And she was kind of a, I'd call her more of a salesperson, but she yeah. was really good at communicating with customers. And she got like 50 yeah, just five-star reviews that mentioned their team specifically. That was that company's stipulation. It had to mention their team and... They did it, and then that was thousands of dollars that they had to pay out on a bonus, and they didn't, and mm-hmm. she quit, and, and she quit. we got her. <laughs> and we got her, yeah. Yeah, she so did that she was so awesome. pissed that they said we were going to do it, but they didn't put a cap on it. They didn't yeah. say, like, up to the first 10 reviews, and so you get 250 bucks if you can get them all. Mm-hmm. She got way above that and was going to be paid thousands of dollars, and they told her like sorry we can't afford to do that that's just not smart if this is new for you and you're gonna budget for it like budget for it like you have two teams and six people and you're gonna pay 10 bucks like do the reverse math i've mm-hmm. got 500 bucks to throw at this how many mm-hmm. reviews do i want to get and then tell yeah. them we need 20 like yeah. whatever, whatever the math works out to right 
And, you know, just to put this in another perspective, guys, when we used to launch products on Amazon and different places, there was like whole entire review networks of like kinds of people that all they would do is just be like, send me your product for free, of course, and I will give you a review. So yeah, you're out a little bit of money. Same idea here. You're out a little bit of money. You're paying an incentive to your employees to five bucks or 10 bucks, whatever it is. But that review, like I said, it's gold. So it's going to come back to you tenfold over the next few years or what, 10 years even like people are going to consistently see that. So that's an investment, right? Think of it as an investment. And then you can tweak some stuff on the SEO side too, like reviews that have pictures rank higher on Google's system than reviews that don't. So that's just what you teach the customer. So on the web page that you direct them to, you say, it'd be great if you left us an honest review. If you included a picture, that'd be fantastic. That'll really help us out. Even better if you can do a video. I remember we got a video Facebook review very early on. Mm -hmm. And that thing got played thousands of times. People watched that over and over and over again. She took it from a first person shot, showed our car, walked to the house. That's right. Yeah, We were in there cleaning right now and there were blinds (laughs) were getting done and all that stuff. And so if a picture is worth a thousand words, the video is the book, man. That was what really showed a lot of people what we were doing and how excited that customer was in the video. So that's great. Okay. So that's the tweak. You got to incentivize the teams. But the other thing that you can do, there are a couple softwares out there. Mm-hmm. Your web developer might be able to do it, but you can use a review funnel. And these were great. It's amazing. So like that web page, how we have it set up now is you go to that web page and instead of it just clicking to Google, it's actually just a form they fill out. Mm-hmm. It's one to five stars. If they mm-hmm. click four or five stars, they write their review and then it's like, great. Can you put this on Google? And they click that link and the software that this is built into actually takes that text and copies it to the site. So like all it does is open up Google Maps, copies mm-hmm. everything in there with their star rating and all they have to do is hit submit. So it's really easy to do them. Right. But the really fun part about that review funnel was that mm-hmm. if they clicked three stars or below, it didn't even give them the option to post online. Instead, it just shot us an email that said, hey, you've got some feedback. And so that was an opportunity where we could address why it wasn't a five-star review. Why mm-hmm. are they upset? Call them, do the reclean for free and then send them the review link again. And then this time it's five stars. So right. That it served a bunch of different bonuses. It made it easy for the customer to do it. Mm-hmm. It made it easy for us to pick up customers that weren't happy before they became a problem. Right. So there's a lot of bonuses for that. Yeah, it's basically like a little insurance plan that like kind of like monitors, like just helps you to catch those bad ones before they actually go public, which is awesome. I want to see, we're reworking our review funnel right now, but I think it was greater.us, the last software tool we were using that would spin those out and, sure. and kind of like regulate all that but um so you guys can hook that up we'll probably put something in the show notes that shows you guys how to hook that up even or some further details but that is a great system look into that it's like reputation management is basically what it is on a higher level but just with some settings built into a funnel that just directs people the right way and helps you out a lot so yeah so yeah so i think that's pretty much it for that what else do we need to tell people i think that's the nuts and bolts like there's a comment in in our notes here that's like it's basically the tip that we did at the beginning. So at the beginning, we did free cleans. You can do this when you're expanding. So you got one team, now you got a second one. When you first bring them on, they're not going to have a lot of houses, right? So you could bring them on and while they're training, do the same thing again. Yeah. Do five or 10 cleans for free with this team. Right. So they get trained, they get into the system right. and ask for reviews from those people. And then so yeah. you can keep using that strategy of free cleans for reviews over and over and over again as you grow. Yeah. And then the goal is just... Don't let it stagnate. Like, don't Mm -hmm. be the company that had a bunch of five-star reviews. Like, you did this one time because you heard this podcast. You Mm -hmm. did it in late 2020, but now it's 2022 and you haven't had any reviews since then. This is a schedule. It's a system. You just got to keep up with it like any other part of your business. Yeah, absolutely, man. One other just really cool bonus tip I want to throw in there. We talked about this on our training or marketing webinar. When you guys ask for these reviews, if you have a specific area of town, a zip code, a neighborhood that you're trying to really be more relevant in and show up, especially in your Google Maps and your Google My Business listing, ask that customer 
when they do the review to take a photo in their house, take a photo of the clean house or whatever they want to take a photo of and ask them to upload that photo with the review on their phone. Then the reason you do that is because Google geotags, 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 all all these fancy words and stuff. (laughs) The the location is in the image. So when it, when it gets posted to Google, Mm -hmm. they know that it came from here and not like a stock photo from Shutterstock or something. Yeah. So when Google starts seeing, a five-star review come from this neighborhood and then another one like kind of down the street and then another one. Well, Google's all about relevancy. So now they're like, well, you're super relevant in this area. So now they're going to push your listing to the top. I noticed when we started doing that, specifically that strategy, our uh, local listing in Google really started to skyrocket. We're now like in the top one, two, three spots almost all the time when I search like most parts of the city, I'll just pull out my phone and see where we rank on that. But that's a cool little nugget for you guys to take away on the review side. And hopefully you've gotten a lot of value out of this little podcast. Yeah, totally. So as usual, subscribe, review. Thanks for those reviews. We'll read some more in the future. Yeah. The masterclass is there. Where can they find that? Go to profitcleaners.com slash masterclass and ask your most biggest burning questions and challenges and whatever we can help you guys with. You'll also learn a ton of cool stuff on how to continue to grow your cleaning business and add way more recurring customers. So that's the scoop on that. Yeah. We're so thankful for you guys being here. Thank you for your time. Thanks for hanging out with us on the podcast. That's right. As always, keep it clean. Keep it clean. We'll see you guys in the next one. See you guys later. Thanks for joining us today. To get more info, including show notes, updates, trainings, and super cool free stuff, head over to ProfitCleaners.com. And remember, keep it clean.